This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 140 of the Stable Scoop Radio Show, the Canadian Cowgirls. Please support our sponsors as they make this show possible. Our title sponsor is Omega Alpha. You can find them at omegaalpha.ca. This episode is also brought to you by Equestrian Collections at equestriancollections.com and Uncle Jimmy's at uncle-jimmy's.com. This is Glenn the Geek. And this is Helena B. And you're listening to the Stable Scoop Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. There is only one show that screws up the opener more than we do. <laughs> and that's the <laughs> Western that? Radio Show. Oh, that, oh, really? Yeah, oh, they mess it up. Tammy cannot get through the opening line where she says, this is Tammy Surratt's. She just loses it every time. And they do it six or seven times every show. So, so we only do it one or two times screwing it up. So the Western Show has us beat. They're, they're worse than we are. On the openers, but we've got everybody else beat on the closing. <laughs> That's true. That's, there's, there is just not no competition on the closing. Uh, now, we, we have a special guest with us today, don't we? Yes, guest star. we do. Yes, we do. What do you want to do a warm greeting? A warm greeting. I love to have my BFF in the whole wide world on with Stable, on Stable Scoop with me and, of course, you. Oh, you're kicking me off? <laughs> that would be, yeah, when she comes on, I would love to. <laughs> that would be Jennifer. Welcome, Jennifer. Hi ho, hop along. <laughs> yeah, I am hop along. <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about that in a minute for sure. Uh, <laughs> you're not going to get off that easy today, girl, because yeah. uh, Helena, Helena, Helena. Well, we'll get to that in a minute. First, mm-hmm. I got some housekeeping stuff we ought to do first. Uh, one of the things I want to tell everybody what's on today. Jennifer and I had the pleasure of going to Equine Affair a couple weeks ago, and we saw a a drill team during Equitana, the evening show, that we absolutely loved, and we wanted to get them on, and we did that. We, Jennifer and I had an opportunity earlier in the day today to interview the Canadian Cowgirls. A couple of them came on with us, including the founder uh, by the name of Terry Jenkins. So we're going to have them on a little bit later in the show to find out how the Canadian Cowgirls came to be. And you remember, right, uh, a while back we had Trish Lynn and the All-American Cowgirl, or yep. the All-American... Cowgirls. It? Cowgirl Chicks. Cowgirl Chicks, right. Yeah, and they're the American version. This is the Canadian version, so we're having them on a little bit later in the show. I also wanted to say that Helena received a royal title this week. <laughs> and to find out what that is, you have to listen to our Tack and Habit show this week. You're going to want to tune into that. If you haven't listened to it before, go to tackandhabit.com. And you'll see what royal title she was bestowed on, upon her this week. And is actually kind of proud of it. I'm very proud of it. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm never going to hear the end of that. She's going to be like... It was be- be- wait, wait, wait. It was bestowed upon me by the International Man of Meat. That's true. That is How's true. that for a teaser? That is true. Yep, that's true. Well, and one other show I wanted to talk a little bit about, and I have a little sound clip here I want to play. And that is, uh, you, you know, we've talked about this on this show a number of times. Obviously, we're for helmet safety and wearing your helmets. And Courtney King Dye, the dressage rider, had an accident last year. It was very bad. She was in a coma for a while and is still in, in recovery. And, and it is her fall is really the thing that caused the Riders for Helmets campaign to start and really has spurred the changes in, with the USEF requiring helmets now. All of that started with Courtney King Die. Well, she has uh, 
started to come out a little bit now and really did the first long interview that she has done with the Dressage Radio Show and Chris this week. So she spent about 45 minutes. Jennifer had an opportunity to preview it. And your your thoughts on it, Jennifer? And we're going to play a little bit of it then. It was a very good interview. Um, it was. I had heard a small sound bite that... It might have been the one Chris did a couple of weeks back, kind of teasing that this, this interview, and it's amazing how much her um, Courtney's speech has improved since then. And I found myself sitting on the edge of the edge of my seat because when she talks about it, it's almost like it's an adventure for her. You don't ever hear that tone in her voice, like "Oh golly, mm. things suck for me." Mm. It's just it yeah, you just want to go out and go, oh, I have my life so good. <laughs> you know, it's really a cool interview. I enjoyed it a lot. Well, this little segment we're gonna play for you, uh, for you, Helena, and for our listeners. And I want you to be prepared. Her speech is not perfect. It sounds like somebody who's had a stroke. Uh um, she is still in recovery. This is a year later now, and she's fighting this battle every day. And one of the things she talks about is her therapy, what kind of therapy she goes to, and and how her therapy horses have helped her, and how she loves her therapy horse. And this is a Grand Prix dressage rider, which I thought was kind of interesting. Listen to her talk about her therapy horse uh, and how much she loves and respects this horse. So that's the piece we're going to play for you here. It's about five minutes long. So take a listen to it. I think it's important that we all listen to it, and then you can hear the rest of it over at dressageradio.com. So here it is. Well, Courtney, you explained all the different forms of therapy that you're having now, which sounds like a pretty intense program, uh, uh, something every day. Tell us a little bit about those. And you mentioned hippotherapy and aquatherapy. Does that mean you have to get in the pool on a regular basis? And, and, and how does that feel? Yes, I get in the pool once a week. And I do so like walking in the pool walking backwards, working sideways, like doing splits with loose on the moms. So it feels good because I'm comfortable in the water, but if no one were there to help me, I just go around in circles. <laughs> because my left arm would work and my right one won't. And I do hypotherapy, and um, I go to Vince Ramos once a week, and I ride a horse called Tommy, which I absolutely adore. And I'm really, like, I think the people at Vince Ramos are perfect. They're so nice and knowledgeable. I'm so impressed. And... We just started there's a horse that falls with me who's very quiet. So I had the people from Vince Ramos come out and see if she'd be a good therapy horse for me. And she was wonderful. So I gone two times and ridden her too. So when we go back up north, they taught my grooms and I'm working students how to do it, like lead me and stuff, and I know the exercises to do, so 
so when we go back up north, us, they'll be able to ride three times a week. So that makes me very happy emotionally as well as being good physical therapy. Well, we're back, and that was Courtney King Dye uh, from the Dressage Radio Show. If you'd like to hear the rest of that interview, it is absolutely enthralling. You'll find yourself getting closer and closer. First of all, it's hard to understand her in places, but you're going to find yourself getting closer and closer to your speakers, or you're going to be smashing your headset against your head because <laughs> you're going to want to hear the rest of it. And it's, it also teaches us all an important lesson, and that's to wear our helmets every time we ride and, and when we lunge and things like that as well. So listen to that at dressageradio.com the inter- total interview was about 45 minutes thank you chris for providing that for us and th- i thought that was a beautiful segue to lead us to <sighs> apparently we need to get knee helmets <laughs> i think that that's the next thing is knee helmets yeah. all right tell us what happened uh, well apparently the saddle that i was trying <laughs> comes equipped with a rocket launcher <laughs> and um I thought I had the seatbelt version, but no. Uh, all right, so uh, Saturday evening, I had finished my barn chores and decided I was going to hop on pie in the barnyard because my field is still too wet. I was just going to put the new Steuben on them for the second time and, um, you know, just sit in it and feel it. And I, I, I put the saddle on him, and I hopped on, and he started to walk off before I was fully in the tack. And, you know, that's, that's naughty. And I, I did what I had to do to make him stop, and he was fine. And then he decided to push himself along a little bit, and he started to head down this little incline that's in my, my barnyard. And as soon as he went down that incline, the hopping and the bucking and the jigging and the spinning, it all started. And I thought, well, maybe he stepped on a rock. Uh, I don't know. You know, Maybe the saddle slipped something. Let me just get him to settle down, and we'll, I'll hop off. Well, he didn't settle down, and... In fact, it just sort of escalated. So I got my feet out of the irons and I bailed. Beautiful flying dismount, by the way. It was fabulous. I was so proud of myself. I landed with my right leg beautifully. My left leg came down a millisecond later and right into a hole. It sort of hit the incline at its steepest point and my knee went left and my body went right and things just sort of exploded exploded and uh and you know a couple of days later and lots of advil and ice the doctor says that i tore my acl ruptured my acl i tore the ligaments on both sides of the knee and the meniscus which sits under the kneecap that's all that's in there, Helena. <laughs> yeah, you pretty much have described every single part. That's all the parts of the knee. There is one ligament that remains. <laughs> the posterior cruciate ligament. That one's okay. That one's okay. That's the only reason your bottom of your leg's still attached to the top of your leg. You got it. Yeah. So that's what happened. My best guess is that the saddle slid forward because I didn't I didn't tighten the girth enough. It's, this is just a guess. Uh, but stop right can... here. What? If I remember correctly, the last no. time I was up at the barn visiting you, yes. you're going to get a lecture. What did I say to Helena? Tighten the girth. Like, That's too tight, Jen. Tighten it, tighten it, tighten it. Well, I have this. I do make it nice and tight now. But what I do is I have a system and I tighten it 
to a fair degree, and then I get on, sit down, and then I tighten it again. So it's good and tight. I now, don't say it was the lesson being... learned here is that should happen before you get on the horse. Well, I, you, you, no. You know what the lesson learned is? I should have taught my horse not to walk off after being mounted. That's, that too. <laughs> that's the problem. That was really, that's what did me in. So, um, yeah. <laughs> I, that's, that's just one of many lessons I think I'm going to, to be learning in the coming, the coming months. So now you uh, so you have a fat knee uh, and oh my god, it's amazing how big a human <laughs> knee can get! Holy crap! <laughs> Football, huge basketball, basketball. Yeah. It kind of freaked me out. Like honestly, you know, I mean, I've had things. I've been an athlete my entire life. I mean, I came out of you my played mother's lacrosse. Womb with I mean, you're, you played a tough, rough sport. I have jumped off of bridges, okay, into rivers. I was a gymnast. I was a lacrosse player. I was a I, I still am a skier. I raced. I, I did hurdles, for goodness sakes. Okay? <laughs> I ran track, cross country. I did. Wait a minute. The, How did you do hurdles? I'm kind of stuck on that one because the hurdles was taller brief. than you are. It was brief. Okay. But I have a lot of energy, okay? I'm like a rabbit. Think rabbit, okay? okay? I have done, honestly, a springboard and platform diver. I have jumped off of things and into things that no human being should be jumping off of or into. Why... At this point in time, did my did my knee decide to, you know, go south? I don't know, but um, yeah. And you know, what's funny is because I am the worst person to be physically disabled. I, I how do you sit down? How do you sit down and stay down? I want to know how the entire world does not hop around through their life. Like <laughs> I realized that now that I can't hop and can't walk. I hop. Like, I'm the kind of person who goes from the house to the car and I jump over the bushes. I do. I skip. I hop down, like, my steps. I, I, I don't. <laughs> oh, God. Your ADD is going to just eat you alive. It's... <laughs> now, so you have, are you in a cast or what are you in now? I have a, actually, my husband's picking it up now. It's a special brace that um, goes on the knee and it's adjusted to a specific range of motion. So... The orthopedist, I have to go in every 10 days over the next six weeks and have that angle of the brace adjusted so that the uh, ligaments on either side of the knee, called the medial collateral ligament and the lateral collateral ligament, can heal. Now, because those have a blood supply, those will heal on their own. And the brace will help them do that. And that's not really an obtrusive brace. I can live with it. I can deal. You're not going to have to take the special kids bus? (laughs) I take that anyway. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but is, it, uh, is your brace pink it's black oh but you know what i fun. just i'll just put on a fancy pair of like black shoes or something or sandals to dress it up, I'll dress it up. <laughs> and then a uh, surgery i assume for the rest of the parts that you broke in there the um yeah the two things the, the meniscus and the meniscus be, right the meniscus has to be sutured and it can be but the acl cannot be sutured so typically you have to, if you have it reconstructed, it's a graft and they can take a graft from one of your own tendons or ligaments or something where they can take it from a cadaver. <laughs> There's a small sick part of me that would be proud of <laughs> cadaver part. It's like wearing a badge of honor. You're like, when, come on, Jen. Remember when we used to work at Myopia and we'd be in the kitchen talking about what foreign body parts we had in us? Yeah. <laughs> didn't like, we did, the other day on uh, Hit'em, we did the seven stages of aging on horseback. Yes, yes, I, we did. I think 
Helena has jumped several levels all in one fall. That's me. Fast track. Fast track. This will be my second. Uh, no, this is an elective surgery. ACL reconstruction is an elective surgery. So is the meniscus. And Jen, you know this. You you lived with quite a with a torn meniscus for a few years, right? Yeah, about twenty of them. Yeah. Yeah, and and <laughs> it's not fun. It's but you at least really, it's not elective. It's, I know, I know. They say, well, he goes, he goes, well, you know, if you just want to sit around all day, it's elective surgery. He, yeah, but if, yeah. If you the, want to function, you get it fixed. Exactly. And, and he said, uh, he goes, oh, it was just such a funny, and I really like this orthopedist too. He was funny. He said, he goes, you know, hop up on the table. And he, and of course I've got one sneaker on and, and it's got barn goo on the bottom of it. So I'm like, well, my shoe's all dirty. And he's like, there's paper on it. What's the problem? Just put your feet up there. I'm like, well, it's dirty. And he's like, well, just unless you're going to tell me it's horse crap or something. (laughs) Bingo. (laughs) It was funny. So, uh, where was I going with this? My doctor is pretty good. Oh, the best thing that came out of today. The best thing was that he said to me, all right, look, he goes, you're fairly young and quite active. <laughs> so you're probably going to want the surgery. So it's nice to know you're fairly young. Yeah. yeah. I wish you would have said, you know, you're fairly hot and young. <laughs> I would have been allowed to say that. <laughs> That's all right. So, yeah, I'll just, you know, I'll make it work. I'll make it work. Well, you're going to have lots of time to record shows now. Oh, I know. And you, but you know what? The, the, it is a little sad, a little depressing. Is that I, I can't even bring myself to read horse articles and magazines because I always want to go out, hop on my horse, and try whatever I've just read. And speaking of your horse, what's the disposition of the current Mister Pie? He's fine. You know, it, he wasn't being naughty. He wasn't being. Um, he wasn't being pissy or anything. Jennifer, I'm checking equine.com to find his for sale ad. <laughs> I can't find well, his for sale ad. Do you have it on something else? It's not for sale. He's going to be, I'm going to free lease him to somebody. I think a girl who can jump him. You need a, <laughs> I, we have a recommendation for you. What? A nice, quiet trail riding quarter horse like we have. I'm fine. I will get one. <laughs> I will get, I told you that's what I went out looking for. I know. And you ended up with a uh, an Arab uh, standard bread saddlebred cross. The thing is, is he's not crazy. He's not even. Uh, he's. I don't even call him spirited. He's active. He's energetic. Helena. He's lively. What? When he go when when Pi goes out to the car, he hops and he skips and he jumps over the bushes. Yes, he does. <laughs> he does. You're perfect for each other. <laughs> no. No. There's no yin to my yang. It's just yin and yin. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> uh, you know what? Omega Alpha probably has products that could help your knee. Oh, please. Dr. Should, Chang, hook me up. We should find out about that. Uh, he did send me stuff for, for me that we talked about a couple of weeks ago there. So let's take a break for Omega Alpha and our title sponsor. And when we get back, we're going we're gonna to be talking with the Canadian Cowgirls. So we'll be right back. Omega Alpha Pharmaceuticals creates only natural health products. Their scientists, guided by Dr. Gordon Chang, formulate a wide variety of mainly herbal health products to address many equine health problems. And one of their users is international Canadian sensation event rider Jessica Phoenix. And we have Jessica on here for a second to tell us what she thinks about Omega Alpha. Well, hi, Jess. I hear that you use Omega Alpha. 
I do. I love their products. I've started using them this year, um, and the one product that I really love is Anti-Flam. It just takes the sting out of the horse's feet and keeps them moving comfortably. Um, and I know that from using it in our barn, a lot of horses have benefited from it. You can look for their products at retailers nationwide or visit their website at omegaalpha.ca. That's omegaalpha.ca. Well, we're back. I want to remind everybody, too, that we're going to be doing the morning show from Rolex next week. Starts on Thursday. We'll be doing the morning show and the eventing radio show every day. The morning show will be live from 9 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time, Thursday through Sunday of next week. And then the uh, the eventing radio show will be live every afternoon. I'm not even sure about the time. I think it's 4 o'clock. We'll be live at 4 o'clock every afternoon, and you can find all of that at uh, horseradionetwork.com. So tune in if you're an eventing fan or you just want to listen in to have some fun. But now we're going to talk. We uh, Jennifer and I went to, as we said, we went to Equine Affair a couple weeks ago. We had a blast watching. I don't know about you, Jennifer, but I just had so much fun watching the uh, the Pfizer, Equita- or Equ- Pfizer Fantasia. Asia. It's Fantasia. Yeah, yeah, in the evening. And it was a whole bunch of acts and different things. But the, the group that led the way and actually car- carried the American flags out and everything were the Canadian Cowgirls. And they're a drill team. But they did some things that we haven't ever seen before a drill, drill team do. And so we wanted to get them on, and we did. And Jennifer and I got a chance to talk to them earlier in the day. So take a listen. Well, hi, Terry and Marcy. How are you guys doing? Well, Glenn, it's kind of chilly up here in Canada today. Uh, We've had some snow recently, and here it is already April the 20th, and uh, we're just trying to keep warm. You know what? Why you guys live there is beyond me. Um, (laughs) Weather-wise, it's not that bad. (laughs) It's not as bad as it sounds. It's just a little bit muddy, and every so often... It's snowy instead of green. <laughs> Every so often, six months of the year. Uh, <laughs> well, that's I, how you know you're a cowgirl. I guess. <laughs> hey, uh, cowgirls <laughs> with long underwear. Lots of long underwear. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> he knows. See, are those, you know, hey, I got a question for uh, Marcy. Are those nifty chaps you wear fleece lined? No, not yet, but we should definitely get that going. You're working on that, aren't you? <laughs> Christmas parades, that would be wonderful. Yes, definitely. <laughs> well, we saw <laughs> you guys. We saw you guys at Equine Affair, Jennifer and I did, uh, what, a, about two weeks ago now. And we had such a great time watching watching the whole Pfizer Fantasia, but watching you guys in particular. And it wasn't just when you were riding. You know, you guys were the most most enthusiastic cheerleaders for the whole event. The night we were there, I think it was Friday night. We, or I'm, I forget now, but we, you were up at the very top of the stands when you weren't riding, just singing and clapping and having a great time. And, and believe me, everybody in the audience noticed that. Well, that equine affair is one of the premier horse events and it's just infectious of the, uh, wonderful audience, uh, how wonderful they enjoy the show, and we just flow right with it. Um, of course, the ambassador's goal is to promote uh, diplomatic relationships between the countries, so what better ambassador for Canada and the United States than the horse? And it's always wonderful to be invited to your great country to perform. Well, I think it was neat, too, how when you first came out, uh, 
you did you you were carrying American flags, and then later on when you came out to do your your routine, you were you were carrying the Canadian flag. So I thought that was kind of neat too that you did that. Let's go back to the beginning. And Terry, you're the one that started this group, right? Yes, I'm right? the founder, uh, along with uh, eight other ladies. We decided one day to. Uh, to do a drill team, and how that came about is we were at an, at an Ontario Equestrian Federation uh, conference, and we were there for an entirely different reason, and a man was putting together the Can-Am show in Canada here, and he uh, said, oh, yes, the Ohio Top Hands are performing, and, and uh, we are really looking for a Canadian drill team. So I stepped up and said, well, we have a Canadian drill team, and and the two girls with me nudged each other and said, she's telling them we got a drill team. We don't have a drill team. <laughs> I said, well, we, were, we will. <laughs> so we put it together and uh, got some excellent training from the Ohio Top Hands. Ginger Riles is the captain of that team. And at that time, they were American champions for uh, uh, the U.S. and drill team champions. So when you learn, you have to learn from the best. So we went down there and worked in Ohio and uh, had a wonderful uh, relationship with the Ohio Top Hands and uh, performed with them at our very first show, and it just took off from there. And we've even got an opportunity to perform for Prince Charles and Duchess Camilla, and a number of other awesome, awesome opportunities have come our way just because of that little white lie. (laughs) Yeah, but the little white lie, you got it together then, so. (laughs) Good example, One little white lie got me everywhere. (laughs) Now, you have, what, 20-some members now, right? Yes, there's 22 members on the team. Uh, We often perform with eight or 12, depending on the size of the arena. And if it's a, a, a large arena, when we perform for Prince Charles at the Royal Winter Fair in Toronto, we had 16 riders perform. So... We do. Uh, last year, we did 127 appearances, and uh, people think that that's a big uh, commitment for girls. But actually, they get to choose 12 things that they'd like to do, and with the number of riders that we have, it actually works out very well. Well, that's so cool. So, so every weekend. Marcy, where did you come into the picture? Because you're actually kind of a stunt rider and stuff too. When did you come in uh, to the cowgirls? Well, I've been a member of the team for, I think this will be my fifth year, and I was a avid member of the Canadian Pony Club, and I was an eventer, so I did like the dressage, jumping, and cross-country. And the farm that I rode and taught at was just down the road from a young lady that was on the Canadian Cowgirls. And uh, she had come down and asked if she could rent the arena for an hour to practice her hippodrome, which I had no idea what that was. And I just figured, like, me being the, you know, the English rider, thinking, well, she's probably going to do something lesser, and I don't know what she's talking about. But I also um, specialized in vaulting, which is gymnastics on horseback. So when this young lady came down to practice, it just so happened that hippodrome, a hippodrome is a, is a trick for trick riding. It's standing on your horse in a trick riding saddle. So I was teaching a vaulting lesson at the time that she came to do this. And vaulting and trick riding, have they cross over a lot. And they're, it's very good to learn one technique 
very well in vaulting in order to do it in trick riding. So she went, oh, my goodness, I didn't even know that you did this down here. And she started coming to me for lessons, for vaulting lessons to enhance her trick riding abilities. And um, her mom just kept going, well, you should join the drill team. Well, you should join the drill team. And I hadn't ridden Western since I was, like, seven, right? And I was serious in pony club and serious in showing, but I thought, and, and my vaulting team, had done demonstrations at the Royal and demonstrations at the Capital Classic Horse Shows and stuff like that. So I was used to performing. And I thought, yeah, maybe it's time for me to do something different. Like, once you compete for so long and, you know, it's just not enough, maybe I want to try this and see what it's all about. So I came down with them for a practice and it blew my mind. I just couldn't believe it. It's such a different realm of riding to begin with, right? So... I decided that, yeah, I'm I'm going to try this Canadian Cowgirls thing. And it all kind of took off from there. Like, I, it just seems like yesterday. And all of a sudden now I've, I've trick road at Equine Affair. I've traveled all over Canada and the United States and done amazing things uh, with the Canadian Cowgirls. It's made my dreams come true. So it's pretty interesting how it all happened. That is cool. And coming from a venting to that, you know, that's... Yeah. Uh... You, no no more cross-country going 90 miles an hour jumping big jumps. No, but it all is, and this is the wonderful thing that I've learned about drilling, doing precision drills, is every facet of riding that you could ever learn is all put into that one sport. If you can ride a cross-country course and you have the guts to do that, it takes a lot of guts to ride really fast between two horses that are running at you. So it, it really prepared me, right? It, like, at least the jump I know is not going to hit me. I'm going to go over right. it, right? So, you know, like, it prepared me for, for that mentally. I think I joined the junior drill, and that's what we do here at TJ Stables. We have a junior drill team for girls to get started on. You don't want to throw them in with the big girls, right, and just, hey, we're going to run you over. So they learn the drill in junior drill, and I believe I did two or three junior drill practices before my very first Canadian Cowgirl performance, which was at Can-Am, which is like our home show, we started there. And, you know, it, it was amazing that because of all the skills that I had acquired from show jumping and dressage and learning those patterns, that's all the drill is. It's like a show jumping course without jumps and with course obstacles instead. So it really set me up for it, and I love it. It is such a blast to do. Yeah, I think that might be something for audience members who watch you guys that have never done any drill work at all. I did a teensy weensy little bit of it one time, one winter. We just had to find something to do to keep from going stir crazy. Um, yep. It's quite an adrenaline rush doing those yeah. things, even if you're not doing the galloping ones, even when you're doing the, the dressage trial quadrilles. That's right. And you're That's in amazing. such close quarters with each other and the movements come so quickly right after one another. It's very different than riding because a lot of people think, Mike, you know, I've ridden many, many um, warm-up arenas with lots of other horses. It's not the yeah. same at all. It's like the yeah. difference between going out for a hack and jumping some logs and riding yeah. a cross-country course. It's quite a thrill, and it's really hard. Now, that well, brings me to my next is. question. <laughs> either This so is for either Terry or Marcy. Maybe Terry is going to be okay. the one to answer this. You take it. How the heck did you, A, come up with the Maypole routine? And oh how do you gosh, teach a horse to do that? 
<laughs> All right. First of all, let's oh, let's backtrack for the people that didn't see that. Yeah, what is you, a maypole? <laughs> you do you do you know you do what I would consider the typical drills, and then you expand upon that, and they get a little more complicated. But you do something that n- none of us have ever seen. We were wondering why there were ribbons hanging from the ceiling. And all foot us, long, shiny, sparkly, floofy ones. Yeah. And there were all these ribbons hanging from a central point from the ceiling. And we couldn't figure that out. We thought, well, it must be something to do with the show. And then you guys come out and you do a, like a maypole thing with these ribbons. I had never seen that before. Well, we, we pride ourselves. You know, there's so many drill teams around and we need to do something cutting edge. And I've kind of been accused many times of, kind of. <laughs> every time uh, I, I say, I got an idea, everybody groans because they know they're either going to be uh, trying to, uh, well, we do one drill in the dark with our costumes lit up. That's one of the things that we did that was unique. And the other thing is with this maypole, I was at a wedding and I'm listening to the speeches and thinking, oh, what is that? fabric hanging from the ceiling oh i didn't hear any of the speeches all of a sudden my creative juices started flowing and i thought wouldn't it be cool to to do a a circular pattern hanging on to these fabric well you know fabric evolved into the streamers which are just car lot streamers actually and uh, we got it and we put it together and uh, it is one of the most fun so fun. Uh, simple, but fun, and it fills the whole arena, right from the ceiling to the now, floor. wait a minute. Girls have fun Terry. doing it. The horses love it. That is not that's simple. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so that's how that evolved. But it's very colorful, very fun, and I think the audience certainly feels the enjoyment that we're having out there. And I think that's one of the biggest uh, assets that the Canadian Cowgirls uh, can demonstrate is that how much fun we're actually having and another thing that people like to see is that's something they can do at home they can not necessarily the maple but drilling is something that anybody can do and with your backyard horse because every one of the girls own their own horses so these are all you know we got 15 year old girls that have their very first horse that they've ever had and here they are performing at these premier events which they would have never had the opportunity to do. But as a unit, this team is like sisters, and we all help each other. The older members mentor the younger members. Uh, we're great role models for the um, for the uh, young girls looking over the fence because, you know what, it wasn't that long ago we were all looking over the fence yep. saying, wow. So that's the uh, beauty of the drill is you can do it. We did our first drill, our first performance at a walk and a prance. You don't have to go hell-bent for leather. You can, you know, just do it at your speed. You can do it with any level. When I was oh, 20 years ago, when we, I had a little group from our barn, and we called ourselves Hags on Nags, and we did our drill, and, you know, there's different skill levels of riders, and, and, and Hags on Nags was just what it sounded like. We were all dressed like old ladies, and... And, uh, I love that. That's pretty one funny. Show. <laughs> yeah, and we had a charge, like the Mounties, the RCMP musical ride huts are charged while we had a blue light special in aisle three, <laughs> and we carried a, a visa flag. So you can have fun with drilling, and it isn't just, you know, being out there in the big spotlight. You can be 
just having fun, and it gets you motivated in these cold winter days. Well, I'd like to add on that, like Terry said about how we're such a close-knit group of of girls, and we, we have some, it's indescribable, the the moments that we share together, right? Like doing equine affair when everything just falls perfectly together. But with the Maypole Act specifically, when Terry first thought of it, like we were going, okay, so you want to, okay, so you're going to attach us to the ceiling by our wrist <laughs> on our horses. Okay. Okay, I think we understand this. And, you know, we went to an arena, one of our home arenas here that we can practice in, and we tied these streamers up to the ceiling and there were so many times that we would stop and just go I don't know about this I don't know about this I don't I don't know (laughs) you know you get your it wrapped around your horse's head or you'd get it wrapped around your head or you'd get it stuck in another horse's tail or in somebody's bit and it was it was kind of wild at first now the amazing thing about the cowgirls is when we get somewhere and we're always optimistic and we really have a good team mentality and it just went perfect it was beautiful the very first time we ever did it in a show was the best it had like that from the practice till then that we had ever done it and we couldn't believe it watching the video how amazing it looked i knew you could do it mark see and that's the thing (laughs) terry always knows terry knows right like she's not going to tell us to do something if we can't but you know you're thinking you just needed to be stretched a little yeah we just needed to like lengthen you know that little they put you on the rack and stretch you out (laughs) well it's weird because you go to tie your horse in the trailer after that and you can reach the tie no problem (laughs) but something else that really it scared the girls but that we've learned now is you know when we're drilling in pennsylvania or ohio those banners are tied up a couple hundred feet in the air when we're at home they're only 20 feet in the air right so if you can do it at home when they're that low then you can do it anywhere and it's so much easier once we get in a performance so it's actually kind of a a mental game for the girls because they think oh this is so hard I said don't worry it'll be easy when you get there and it really is and it's an awesome fun drill to do the horses love it they think it's the best thing ever. really see now that I was going to ask you I would have thought the horses would have been all spooky about it we have some of the best horses I've ever, and that's like coming from where I came from. Now I'm not, I don't consider myself an English rider or a Western rider. I'm a horsewoman now. Uh, there's no bias between the sports because every sport has good attributes to it. But these horses are amazing. They don't care about much, right? And if there's one horse that does, at least there's four other solid horses on either side of it that kind of look at them and go, chill out dude like it's a banner (laughs) what are you freaking out for you know like that horse ends up looking like a silly horse and he goes oh well if all my friends are okay with it i guess i better be okay with it well it's expectations too marcy um you know we expect these horses to stand quiet we expect you know instead of and i really believe horses are telepathic so if you go oh he's going to be so scared of this guess what he'll live up to that expectation but if you expect them to stand quiet now glenn and jennifer there were five brand new riders at that show and three brand new horses that have never done performed before wow and you couldn't tell no we couldn't i wouldn't have been able to pick them out that's for sure well let me ask you uh 
we're going to need to take a quick break here uh, for a commercial. But I wanted mm-hmm. to I wanted to ask you too about the horses. So let's let's talk a little bit more about the horses when we come back, and we'll be right back. Regular listeners to the Stable Scoop Show know that Helena and I just love Uncle Jimmy's and his fantastic line of products. His products have the highest quality ingredients, and that is why they have taken off like they have. Of course, it all started with Uncle Jimmy's hanging balls for use in the stalls, and then came squeezy buns. We know you need to reward your horse outside of the stall as well. That is why Uncle Jimmy developed Uncle Jimmy's squeezy buns. Squeezy buns are all natural and loaded with nutritional ingredients for your horse. Unlike similar products on the market, they are individually wrapped to preserve freshness and eliminate mess. With competitive pricing and Uncle Jimmy's quality guarantee, the Squeezy Buns promise to be a hit among horses and horse lovers alike. Learn more about all of Uncle Jimmy's products or to find a dealer, visit uncle-jimmys.com. That's uncle-jimmys.com. Well, we're back and we're talking to the Canadian Cowgirls and we saw them at the... We we saw them at the Equine Affair in Ohio, and we had to have them on. I just had to have you guys. First of all, we first thing we saw though, Jennifer, you remember right of the Canadian cowgirls was your big fancy truck sitting out there in the parking lot when we pulled in. That's the first thing yeah. we saw. You guys are going in style now. I bet you it wasn't that way at the beginning. Well, it wasn't, but we were very fortunate to uh, procure some very good sponsors, Shadow Trailers sponsors our trailer and uh so we got it all wrapped up fine with pictures of our horses and and our team on it and people actually stop and take photos of our we're going through the border and the border crossing guys are out there look at this trailer snap snap (laughs) they're taking pictures so we really have uh had a lot of fun with that trailer driving out west we went to the calgary stampede and driving out west this guy goes by on a motorcycle and he starts like he's wh- over and under whipping the horse his motorcycle <laughs> as he drives by and i don't know how many near accidents we might have caused with that that rig <laughs> yeah but you know it's it's it, we all work really hard that we did have that trailer sponsored but there was a certain amount of cost to it and we've all worked really really hard doing shows and procuring uh, personal sponsorships to help uh, pay our way. Well, and I was just going to ask you that. Always easy you, in this economy. Do you guys all have separate jobs, or is this what you do? Or you know, do you all? Yeah, have <laughs> this is a full-time hobby. Canadian <laughs> cowgirls. <laughs> yeah. All the girls have full-time jobs or full-time school. So right. this is our hobby that we do, and uh, that we work hard so we can play hard. Well, that's cool. And they, they, you said they all have their own horses. I, I assume most of them are quarter horses, or all of them quarter horses? You know, the, this, this team is as diverse as Canada and, and the population of Canada and the United States. We have quarter horses, paints, American saddlebred on our team, and Arabian, part Arabian. We have a Mustang on our team. We have... Um, we don't have any gated horses on our team because it doesn't fit with what we do. But uh, certainly if the horse could, you know, do, we have, you know what, we have a lot of the old backyard equine friends, the grade horse. So you don't have to have a fancy horse. Um, and each horse, they just have to have the heart for it. And that's what our country is made of. And that's what the United States is made of, is people that can, outdo themselves. Jennifer, yep. you could start the first um, the first gated drill team. 
Except Beaker's not gated. Oh, that's true. Our horses. We, we can. We can. This would be really funny. This is what. I, this is my idea. We are in you know Lexington, Kentucky, racehorse capital of the world. We can have the first off the track thoroughbred drill team. Oh, that'd be exciting. Wouldn't that be a hoot? That would be fun. Yeah, I want you to try These and do the May, try and do the maypole with those horses. Then we'll see if. <laughs> We'll yeah, just go around the outside of the track. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see who's tangled up and what. <laughs> That's funny. Oh Lord! I did notice. I did notice on your bios you know, though that one of your riders has a thoroughbred. Yes, we did, Mac. That's yeah. right. Uh, thoroughbred horses. Uh, actually, there's several. Um, you know, this is a great opportunity for rescue thoroughbred rescue horses that are no longer. Um, using you know you using their skills on the track this would be a great spot for them because really a horse needs a job and if and that's what makes their mind um you know accommodate the job is well yeah this is, is a and this is a really cool occupation for cuz there's so many horses and you see it a lot with off the track thoroughbreds any occupation that causes them to be alone in their work tends to make them unhappy so they like group sports. And this is a really great one because Absolutely. you're out there with a whole bunch of other horses. They love it. They love it. And sometimes, you know, people say to me, how do you get the horse ball to get along? That's the easy part. You're tra- we're traveling with 22 women. <laughs> <laughs> but was, you know what? That was my they next question anyway. Too because we have... <laughs> Your question is <laughs> Well, my question was, you know, I worked in an office where there were two guys and two guys and 50 women. And it was not easy. Ooh. So you're traveling around with 22 women of all ages, too. I mean, that's one of the other things that I really liked about your group is you've got everything from teenagers, you know, all the way up the the age spectrum. That probably in a way helps you all get along better than having 22 20-year-olds. Definitely. Well, the beauty, the beauty of it is the 15-year-olds keep us 50-year-olds young. Yep. And we are also great mentor, mentors to the younger girls because we now have the opportunity to say the same message that their parents are coming across with, but we have the horse as a common denominator. Mm-hmm. So that actually works really well in, in mentoring these young women. Our youngest member is 14, and our oldest member is 63, and we have everybody in between. Wow. And the beauty, uh, the beauty of it is we're all like sisters. So sometimes you're not always happy with your sister, but you still love her. And, um, and, and this is not um, facetious when they say we're all like sisters. They, they actually are. So it doesn't matter what girl has a problem or a low day, the others are there to make her laugh. Mm-hmm. And I, we start to laugh as soon as we get in the truck to go to an <laughs> event. And we don't stop laughing till we get home. And when they say that we died laughing, it's a slow and painful death, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I'll tell you what. Oh, you, Lord. You, How many? 
it, it, I will say that it comes across in the shows. It comes across in not just, as I said, when you're riding, but when you guys are sitting in the stands watching. And you didn't have to do that. You guys didn't have to be sitting in the stands watching. You could have been backstage. But you were sitting in the stands watching, and you were cheering, and you were clapping, and, and you were the most rowdy section of all the 5,000 people that were there. <laughs> uh, but it was wonderful. It was good to see, and it really did. Well, it... it reflects on Canada well, but it reflects on you guys well, and, and it was just so much fun. How many shows do you do a year? We do approximately 50 shows a year. Wow. Um, and of those shows, we might do two or three appearances at each one. So it adds up. It's a lot of pressure. Um, but again, the girls, we have a lot of discipline on our team. So you know, when the girls join, they are given a code of conduct, and they need to be in uniform at all times. They need to represent our country because, after all, we chose the name Canadian Cowgirls. So now we all, all of a sudden took that responsibility to represent our country. And we want to do that in a, a very uh, moral and, val- you know, showing morals and values. And the girls have a lot of rules. And you know what? When we do our... Um, our clinics, and we I often hand the microphone over to the younger girls, and they say the best part they like about it is all the rules. And isn't that amazing coming from a 15 or a 16 or a 17-year-old that they like the structure? So that speaks volumes for, you know, creating an atmosphere where they know right from wrong, they know how valuable they are as a member. If they don't come to a practice, they're fined. So what does that say to a girl? You're not only valuable to this team, you're so valuable that we can't function without you, and it costs money yep. for you not to come. So there's a lot of things that we do, a little different than most drill teams, but um, I think it's worked for us, and we've well, been going for nine years. So. I, you know, it's funny, though. When you talk about the drill teams like yourself and like the All-American Cowgirl Chicks who, who are on the road as much as you guys are, and I talked to Trish Lynn, who is the you know who we've had on this show before who heads up that group it sounds mm-hmm. you guys you're so successful because you have those rules and because everybody does work as a team that's what why you're successful um if you didn't have you're those rules right. and it was a free for all you wouldn't be successful because there wouldn't be the discipline needed to get a job like this done um and it sounds well, and with, with so I was just going to say it sounds so much like theirs. It was she said this exact same thing. Great, that's good to know because uh, sh- they have an amazing group, yeah. and uh, we when we first started, they were already well on their way, and um, you know we watched watched their videos and we watched how they were performing and what they had what it took to get them together. And leadership is really important, and I know that Trish Lynn is an amazing leader. And the girls um, enjoy what they do, but they also they enjoy the performing, but they also enjoy being men, uh, role models for the other well, you know, spectators. To, to add on that, like um, when you talk about rules or any time, like as a riding instructor, I tell kids rules. And when you hear the word rules, you think, oh, rule, rule. But on our team now, it's it's progressed in such a way that because it's a give and take thing. Every girl wants to be a part of the team. Every girl knows that she's valuable on the team. It's not, I have to follow these rules. They feel more obliged to keep that up 
to keep the team at the standard that it's at. They know when they get out of the truck that I'm a Canadian cowgirl, people stop you at things like Equine Affair and tell you how wonderful you are and how much they love you. And to us, we're just, we think, well, we're just normal people, right? But we're role models. So it's kind of, it's a, a not really a tug of war anymore. Everything just flows and every girl knows what's expected of her. And she's proud to to carry those expectations and, and be capable of that. And you really get to see, and I know Terry saw it with me even, and I'm 25 years old now, but you get to see these girls progress and into grow and grow up into fine young women that can really actually carry their head up and be independent and be respectful. And you can see a big change in them from the beginning of their, you know, their team start to, to the very end or their continuation. They're totally different girls by the end of it. So it's really neat. And, and it's really, like Carrie said, they love the structure because it gives them a responsibility. It, it makes them something, right? Well, I think that's terrific, and what you guys are doing is great. It was a lot of fun. We enjoyed it thoroughly. Matter of fact, we enjoyed you know we enjoyed that entire night. They had they had some terrific acts there, and it was just so much fun. And we appreciate you joining us here. You can find out more by going to CanadianCowgirls.com. dot com. Uh, your 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 schedule and everything's right on the website there, right, guys? Absolutely, and we're just getting it ready for this upcoming season. We're very excited about some of the events that we're doing and a lot of fundraisers. We're doing Holos for Heart, and it's a fundraiser for the Heart and Stroke Foundation. A number of different events, but we just want to say thank you for thinking of us and calling us, and uh, it's been great. Jennifer, come and ride with us anytime. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Get that little quarter horse going. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, ladies. That's Appreciate it. <laughs> worried (laughs) okay thank you so much thank you and we're back this is helena b and i'm here with glenn and our guest star for today jennifer i Um, feel so special well you are special (laughs) and i'm like drooling we you you know we're talking about my lovely accident and all that but you know what i really want to know is i want the dirt on equine affair i mean the last time i went to equine affair jen and i spent hours and hours and hours (laughs) drooling over all the stuff so I kind of want to hear your take on the one in Ohio as it compares to the one in Massachusetts. Okay. The review. Yeah. It What's gets it gets three and a half flakes. We'll start with that. Okay. <laughs> out of? Out of five. That's out of five flakes. Okay. Where have you been, Glenn? <laughs> God. Jeez. <laughs> oh, let's now. see here. Um, had a, had a great time. Had a, would have had an even greater time if the weather had been a little bit warmer. It was a little on the chilly side. Mm-hmm. We were underdressed. Um, but I was, I was pleased with the amount of stuff that we got to see walking around. Um, we went, really never heard of or saw that. That was fun. So new things, new things. Yes. Now that's different because Glenn was telling me, because I was, remember saying the one in Massachusetts, I I keep seeing the same old, same old, but he said that there were, so you're saying too, there, there, some new things coming in the market. Okay. And the vast majority of those new things are being brought to market by, individuals i'm not seeing great new stuff from farnham oh right right you so know? the smaller guys are coming out it's the little guys who are trying to eke out um it's like oh this is such a great product and horse people need it to be invented because they're horse people themselves mm-hmm. and they're trying to figure out a way to bring it to market themselves so we saw a good bit of that um 
that was kind of fun. There's a couple of stores that come to Ohio every year and have from the get-go that have these giant football field-sized booths and sell everything at a ginormous discount. So people are coming out of the booths with, like, golf carts full of stuff, which is really fun. Oh, that sounds <laughs> the, um, dreamy. Yeah, and and they're really getting cool with their displays. Cashman's, which is a um, farm and ranch supplies company, they sell gates and fencing supplies and things that you would stock in Buckets your and- barn yeah. furniture. Oh, yeah, I love that, that kind of stuff. In their display, which was about the size of a small grocery store, hanging from the ceiling of the facility. Now, it's your typical um, warehouse-sized building, you know, two stories high. Hanging from the ceiling was a round pen, a complete round pen, the fencing part of it. And it was on a motor so that it was rotating. Oh, my gosh. And it was like (laughs) full-scale metal gates round pen? Yeah, that's heavy. That's what. Yeah. <laughs> and there was one other one. There was somebody else that had something really cool hanging from the ceiling. I don't remember what it might have been. Prefert. They're one of the big guys there. Also make um, uh, ranch and barn furniture. Uh, they had a really cool one hanging from the ceiling too. So the displays were kind of fun this year. Some of them are really kind of thinking outside the box to catch your attention because there's a lot there. So that was a lot of fun. Um, and Fantasia was a pleasant surprise. They really amped up the entertainment value. Um, Lots of lights and light work, and they had the voiceover dudes reading the scripts and stuff. So uh, my face hurt at the end of Fantasia. So it was worth it. I could have walked around and shopped a lot more, but we blew the budget early on in the weekend. (laughs) What she really wants to say is Glenn blew the budget early. Yeah, well, we heard about your indulgences. Indulgences, yeah. Glenn has worn his new boots, though. He's worn them. Have you? I, I can't believe that you got Ariats for that. I, great I look price. sexy in my new boots. <laughs> I think that's a stretch. I'll give you handsome. I'll give you handsome. But. I can say you look sexy, though. Yes, that's you right. can. You can. <laughs> his, his sexy new boots and his blingy belt. Yeah, blingy belt. and his hat. His, his man yeah. bling. He's that's very right. I'm blingy now. I look like a star, a celebrity. <laughs> and you and you even got to sign the Equisizer, didn't you? I got you? to sign the Equisizer like a celebrity. Now, now uh, you know, because other important people have signed the Equisizer, like much more important to me. And But Frankie asked me to sign it. It felt so special. And then on the morning show the other day, he said it was in erasable ink, and he wiped it off, and I left. But <laughs> no, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. <laughs> Frankie thinks very highly of you. And you know what? I'm going to say this once and once only, so listen up, people. I kind of think highly of you, too. You know, I'm recording this, don't you? Damn. (laughs) That will be replayed over and over again as we get down the line. (laughs) (laughs) You're breaking up. (laughs) So, uh, okay, so cool. Anything else, Jennifer? What did you... you, The food was fun. We ate a lot. Oh, okay. They have the carny food sort of like they do in Massachusetts, which is nice because we go to the one in Timonium there, uh, Horse Expo, and the food sucks. It's really bad. Harrisburg has the worst food Uh, of any of them. Because it's all just concession food. It's, you know. Didn't you say that the WEG food was pretty bad, too? Oh, it was awful. It was the the worst part of the WEG. It it was was unfortunately a little embarrassing, yeah. Mm. Yeah. It was expensive um, and and very ballpark-ish, you know. You know that 
that company that starts with an S and ends with an S that will shall rename nameless that mm-hmm. provides mm-hmm. food for fairs and convention centers. Yes, ma'am. It pretty much all tasted like that. Yeah. 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 But but because they have the carnies there and they were cooking a barbecue and all kinds of stuff, we, we actually got some good food there. And we got to hang out with some good friends and you know Oh, that was cool. Yeah. Glenn won't care, but, but Helena will. <laughs> I got to ride oh Frankie told me which equalizer I was riding. Bob. Bob. I was riding Bob. Um and I hadn't ever really hopped on Bob and really ridden Bob before. I hopped up there and got my picture taken and that kind of thing, but that was it. But Glenn got on, I don't remember who you were riding either. Um, he got on the other Equisizer, whose, whose name I don't remember. I I'm got sorry. on the Celebrity Equisizer. Yeah, he was on the, the Celebrity Equisizer. And we went for a trail ride. You went for a trail ride. We went for a trail ride. And I was practicing half halts, and Bob knows how to do half halts. Really? It was so cool. I'm going, hey, <laughs> hey, Frankie, when you say half halt to the Equisizer, it stops. And he's going, Yeah. That's awesome. So now it we need to really get cool. one. I need to get one. How yeah, much are they? How much are yeah, they? I think they're around $2,500, are not they, Jennifer? Now, that's something I would pay $2,500 for. Stall butler, not so much. Yeah, we yeah. talked about that. He needs to have, he needs to have a short-term lease program for people who are injured that you can <laughs> yeah. lease it for like six months. That's a great idea. Medicizer. The Equimed. Medicizer. <laughs> the Medicizer. <laughs> the Medamount. There yeah, we tell go. Me, tell me what Bob. I want Bob. Okay, yeah, a well-trained Medimount, please. <laughs> oh, and the other thing at, um, see, now you got me going. Yeah, the, I do that. In my opinion, the second most popular booth at the Equine Affair Ohio 2011 that had the greatest impact was the Briar Horse booth. Because kids, anybody could do it, but kids could go in there for free and get one of the tiny miniature size briars and and paint it whatever color they wanted. That thing was choco-block for little little, uh, tweens, let me tell you. Oh, that's (laughs) awesome. That was so cool. Yeah. They weren't getting painted brown, let me tell you. No, I know. You can actually have a purple pony. Yes, you can. (laughs) A lot of glitter. Oh, it sparkles and ponies. Yeah, that was a good booth. I was very proud of Briar for that one. Briar's done they they've done all the right things. I think Briar. I I yeah, you know what? We need to get Briar on. We need to talk to some Briar people. That's we can do sell, that. We have contacts. That's why they sell bazillion Briars a year. Yeah. But they do so much they they've brought together the youth, the young horse lovers in a great way. They've, they've invited some- us to come out to Briar Fest at the at the horse park here and and record a show. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. You just have to figure out how to get here in your big fat <laughs> knee and your brace. I have these turbo crutches, man. <laughs> turbo crutches, <laughs> nitrous and my crutches. <laughs> oh boy, definitely not in a good place to be eating perky jerky. <laughs> not when I can't run and jump. <laughs> and they're sending you cases of it now. Oh, so. kidding! I know. There's a lot of swearing that I'm not doing. I want you to know this, people. <laughs> really keeping it clean because at the tip of my tongue is a new expletive about every five seconds well we hope you get better and you uh your knee heals and you're back riding soon because i know that every week you'll get grumpier and grumpier and by another four weeks i'll have to lay you off for a couple weeks just because you'll be too grumpy to do the show well i really am gonna have to find a very quiet horse so jen you're on a mission I'm on a mission? Okay. You're on a mission, and I don't, just as long as he's healthy and sane and quiet. <laughs> I've changed my total, I've totally changed my, my criteria for horses. Okay. 
<laughs> tell you. You've yeah. reached level five. Am I at level five or level six? I don't remember. I'm going to have to, uh, next week on this show, we'll have to talk about the levels. We'll have to get because that back out. You, there's a specific level you reach where it yeah. says right in there that you trade your horse for something slow and quiet. Well, as long as I don't have to trade it for a bicycle. <laughs> Bicycles are tough, though. Hey, I have a I really hard time riding a bicycle because of that injury. I had my very first sutures, stitches from riding my bicycle as a grown up. Ah! So, yeah. <laughs> Bicycles yeah. are bad for you anyway. They're dangerous. Maybe just my own two feet. How about some roller skates? <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> I hate to say it, but did the test ride saddle come out okay? It did. Okay. Yes, it, it did. It, it really wasn't. Yeah, it was fine. It's, it's fine. It was a nice saddle, too. Ship those suckers back. It's like, okay. Yeah, they're well, gone. you don't have to you worry know, about spending all the money on a saddle right now. I, I know, but I'll tell you, probably one of the most painful things I had to do in the last four days was write Robin Moore and tell her to hold off on shipping me that Damarigo. I mean, oh. painful. My mouth ship went it, dry. Ship it to me. I'll test it for you. I know. Oh, Jen, I know. <laughs> it's like music. Their saddles are like a symphony, honestly. Fine. I'll test it for you and tell you if you like it. Okay. Okay. All right. I'll tell you what. I'll send you the saddle. You try the saddle and the horse. Tell me if it works. If it does, ship them both back to me. Okay. Okay. You know how you know how royalty used to have food tasters and stuff. Yes, I do. I can be I can be your tack taster. Okay. Okay. That's a new job. That's right. We we should charge for that. A new job, tack taster. (laughs) Hey, I got a new job last week on the morning show. Which was? Because Jamie's husband was leaving when she was going to her first horse show, and I said I could come out there and be your surrogate horse husband. And? So I could rent myself out to be a surrogate horse husband for when the real horse husband doesn't want to go to shows. Yeah. I just show up, and I do the duty. I hold the horse, and I I get all sweet. You, you, you hold the horse. You oogle the wife I breaches during the, dressage. That's right. I oogle the wife, and, and I can make money being a surrogate horse husband. Yeah, but you have to, you have to not complain. I know, but if they're paying me, I could not complain. See, he never complains at the show. No, I never complain at the show. He complains at after. the show. Yeah, I know. Why would That's I complain fine. at shows? There's a thousand women running around in very tight breeches. Yeah, I know. It's true. Well, because the food sucks. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> you know the nice part? Glenn always packed the cooler, too. Yeah, I always did that, too. Yeah, you are, again. I could this be comes a out once and only once. Husband. You're probably Jen. Do you think that on on the whole that Glenn was a fairly good horse husband? Oh, on the whole, absolutely. Okay, that's why yeah. America's horse husband. Well, yeah. I mean, you don't get sometimes you do a lot of maybe because I hear the complaining yeah, most but of that's all. all for the show. It is for the show. You are a really good horse husband, though. So let's. Just but it, he didn't start out that way. No, I didn't. I had to learn yeah. my lessons. <laughs> I had to train him. I get some of the credit. Yes, you do. <laughs> you need to have a conversation with Peter because Peter's been, he's doing my stalls right now. He does a great job on stalls. He does a great job on handling the horses. He's very kind to them. He gets their food right. He hangs all that stuff up. He's, he's, but he always forgets to latch the doors. Oh, that's bad. Yeah. Is Pi paying him? I think they got a little something going on this Yeah, I think so. I think that when he goes out there in the evening with, with his uh, bourbon, I think there's there's something going on over there. I think yeah. so. He has some carrots and whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> but you need to have, that's what you need to do is have a horse husband seminar. I tell you, I need to do horse husbands 101. I could do that every month and fill the thing and do online, you know, seminars on being a horse husband. As a matter of fact, Frankie and I thought we'd go on the road and do a routine. 
um, we think that we could do a pretty good routine, uh, you know, with our uh, unnatural horsemanship uh, clinics, um, horse husband style. Okay. Yeah, I think it would be perfect. Hey, we've run out of time, and I know you two could talk all day, and you probably will after we hang up here. So uh, be sure to log in uh, next week. We're going to have another show for you. It might come out a little early because we're doing Rolex. Don't forget to tune in for the Rolex coverage the end of next week all over the Horse Radio Network. And, of course, you can check out our show notes for today's show at StableScoop.com. We'll put the links in there to the Canadian Cowgirls and thank them so much for joining us. And as always, we love your feedback, and we would love for you to send us emails. You can do that at Glenn at HorseRadioNetwork.com or Helena at HorseRadioNetwork.com. We'd just love to hear from you about anything and everything. Is it my turn now? Yes. Oh, what do I say? Um, you thank our sponsors and then say <laughs> goodbye, Glenn. Well, you see, you're not following the show notes. I know. I did okay? it backwards. so that You do it every week. You're in blue. I'm in purple. I, I, I know, but I was on a roll and I couldn't stop myself. But, you ha- but then but you have to understand that when you then stop and leave just dead air, I don't know what to do because you've diverted from the notes. You think after two and a half years, you would have figured that out by now. Jen, how many years have you been married to him? <laughs> Have you hey, figured I still it out? Right, exactly. That's my point. <laughs> All right. So many thanks to our sponsors, Equestrian Collections, Omega Alpha, and of course, Uncle Jimmy's brand products. That's it, Glenn. I I I, I don't think I can take any more. <laughs> Go get put your knee brace on. And uh, we want a picture of you with the crutches and the knee brace on 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 the Facebook page uh, before the week's out. Fine. We got to have a picture of that. I think that would be cute. We get we got to remember that for future. Yes, and I do hope you get better. It it's not fun. It I was picking on you a little bit, but you know. And, and you know, I did post it on Facebook, and I have had I can't even begin to tell you how many how many people have contacted me to wish me well, and I almost cried. Wow! <laughs> I almost cried. <laughs> Um, it was really, it's really nice to feel all of this love. It really, really is nice. And I, I think that's why I'm keeping my sense of the humor and a positive attitude about the whole thing. Because really, at the end of the day, being loved by the world is so much better than riding. <laughs> well, and I wanted to say, too, that, uh, Jennifer, you need to stop over to the Stable Scoop Facebook page because... Jamie posted on, not, not our Jamie, but a different Jamie, posted on there, Helena or anyone else in the Northeast, maybe either one of you, uh, they post a picture of, of uh, fungal type stuff, and it says, is it nightshade? I found it on our horse's hay. There's a decent amount of it, and I'm worried it might be poisonous. Please help. So if one of you could stop over there, and if you have anything you would like to post, just go to Stable Scoop, dot, or to Stable Scoop on Facebook. And so if one of you could hop over there and let her know whether you think that's nightshade or not, that would be good. And everybody, we'll be back again next week. With, I don't know, something. (laughs) Who knows? With me? Who knows? (laughs) But we will be back. 